Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 187th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, one time, uh, we got a review that said that I shouldn't use my radio voice, <laughs> and ever since then, I've been wanting to like really lean into it and like really do a big radio voice. So Your stay radio tuned. Voice. I can confirm, uh, you know, I do know Cameron outside of this, the parameters of this podcast. He talks like that all the time. All, all just, I have is a radio voice. That's apparently. just his voice. I'm sorry, everybody, if you have a problem with that. One of these days, I'm just going to really do a serious radio voice for the intro. Mm-hmm. Catch you guys off guard. We won't even be able to tell the difference. Oh, you'll be able <laughs> to tell the difference. <laughs> um, really, though, how are you doing? What, why? Why do you ask me? Like, really? You think I'm lying? Is uh, there something that happened? What did you say that you were doing? I said it was great. What do you think that's I said? A, that's a lie. <laughs> you're lying to me. You're lying to our listeners. And they don't deserve it, honestly. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, I'm a little sad. <laughs> I was doing great until about an hour ago. And then... What happened? Well, I checked my phone. And, you know, as I do sometimes throughout the day and... Well, we have a Discord with our, our Patreon folks, and you know they, they dropped some news on me. And uh, the news of Trayvon Brazil's decision to play college basketball somewhere else, other than Mis- the University of Missouri. And not only that, but our, at our rivals to the south of Arkansas. Trayvon Brazil to Arkansas. This is the darkest of all the timelines. And uh, before we really dive into that, though, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave us a review uh, where you listen to us. Leave us a like on this video if you could. If you don't like this video, don't leave a like. That's fine. Uh, you can support the podcast directly at patreon.com slash Pod. You want to break news to me? It's <clears throat> a good way to do it. You want to be the one that tells yeah. me? Join Discord. Join the Discord. You can ruin Kyle's day. Yep. Congratulations. Only a select few have that privilege right That's exactly now. exactly right. Um... Yeah, let's just get into it. He's gone, and he's gone to Arkansas. Uh, Like I said, the darkest of all the timelines. We kind of had a feeling he, him returning to Mizzou was not the most likely of all scenarios. I didn't really see this coming, and for some, I I feel kind of dumb looking back because it was nearly inevitable that he was going to end up at, a, at another SEC school. Yeah. And he's uh, from Springfield, which Arkansas, like Fayetteville's closer to Springfield than Columbia is. Yeah. Which so, yeah, in hindsight, this shouldn't be that shocking, but it is just like an absolute gut punch and I can only say why. Why why is this happening? Yeah, it's it's honestly really brutal and like I was perfectly prepared to lose anybody on our roster like and just be okay with it but for some reason i felt like in my naive mind i was holding on hope that like you know he's just looking around he's kind of seeing what's out there and missouri's going to compete and i think he'll come back and uh and play for coach gates well that was that was dumb yeah yeah i was like okay um exactly you know maybe you know, like uh, try to get a raise, basically, um, right? And already have a little bit of a relationship with Coach Gates, so it was you know I was be the focal point. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're the the part of this team that can be built around 
for years to come. Um, I was a fool. And apparently, I don't know how it works in Arkansas, but you know, they've got some notable uh, alumni that have a lot of money, the Walton family and Jerry Jones. <laughs> so they could probably, uh, you know, get however much money they need for anything. And based on their recruiting classes in basketball recently, I'd say they're putting together some pretty nice NIL packages. Yeah. And there's nothing in that state, man. There's absolutely nothing to support except for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah. Um, it's in hot springs. Yes. Hot springs is there. There's some good scenery, but go for a hike or uh, watch, watch the hogs. Yeah. Call the hogs. Call the hogs. Yeah. Mm. Don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Calling the hogs. It's one of the worst things anybody could ever do. That's just blasphemy. Um, but you know, he's going to walk into a starting position at Arkansas. You think so? No. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at look at their recruiting class. They have like four different five star players committed, yeah. and three of them are small forwards. Yeah. Um, like, I legitimately think that he might be their seventh or eighth man. Like, and uh, <clears throat> you know, they have Jalen Williams, who was an excellent player this past year, but he's not like a lock by any means. He's far from a lock to be drafted no. in the NBA this year. Like, he'd be a second rounder at best, I think. Yeah. And he's just a sophomore. So, or he will be a junior next year. He was like their big guy. Yeah. So, he was, he's really good. Yeah. He, he's not going to be losing a starting spot. So, if you, I guess maybe Williams could play the four and Brazil the five or vice versa. Or you just have kind of like two big men that can do either thing. I don't know. How does Connor Vanover fit into that? He is like. He's like the 14th man on the bench. Uh, Vanover. Yeah. Yeah, man. Their recruiting class is legitimately insane. insane. They just picked up another commit, another five-star commit. Like Yesterday. Yeah. It's insane. How how do they have so many commits and they're involved with every transfer on the market? Like when you see those tweets from people that are like, so-and-so is transferring and these are the schools he's heard from. I mean, Arkansas is like guaranteed if it's, you know, a somewhat reputable transfer. Arkansas is involved. God, Musselman's annoying. They did have five seniors on this past year's team. So, I don't know. I guess they could be. I mean, they've got some spots to fill. Yeah. They might have some transfers out as well. Yeah. But, I mean, they're going to have to. They have six freshmen coming in plus Brazil. It makes no sense. I hate it. Maybe they're assuming Williams is gone pro like if he doesn't maybe he'll go g league or overseas or something if he doesn't get drafted but that's a frustrating one yeah and i was like in my head i thought like okay maybe kentucky will throw some money at him and he'll go sit on the bench there and yeah i would have much rather him gone there for selfish reasons yeah but i mean Ole miss was mentioned texas a&m was mentioned uh yeah Kermit Davis slide in those DMs. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, I guess we'll be, we'll be seeing a lot of them probably in the next few years. Oh, man. I, I, just, I hate it. Yeah. Very disappointing. But uh, 
maybe we saw his best year in college this past year. You never I'm know. I'm going to say probably not. But <laughs> I did find it interesting. I need to find who tweeted it. Give them credit. But uh, there was a tweet that I found that was like um, from a reporter asking Musselman about this Missouri team and before they played earlier in the season. And he was just raving about uh, Brazil specifically and you know how special of a player he is and how he'll develop and stuff like that uh that was anthony christensen on twitter was talking about that and had like a soundbite of him talking about him and it was like it sounded like what he would be saying about him after this news broke yeah you were listening to it earlier and i didn't know what it was and i thought that's what it was i thought they already somehow had muscleman talking about adding brazil but no it was just him talking about him as an opponent when they played Missouri earlier this season. So Arkansas, you know, I don't want to throw any allegations out there, but they might have been one of those teams contacting Brazil before he entered the portal. I think you might be onto onto something there, Cam. Um, Anything else about old Trevin? No, never again. Never speak of his name. We're moving on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got some other players that are leaving. Jordan Wilmore is transferring. Another big blow. Uh, size-wise. Um, <laughs> also, Deshaun Gordon transferring. That is a little bit more of a surprise to yeah. me. Um, honestly, of the four transfers that we got last offseason, I kind of thought that he would be one of the more likely ones to stick around. Mm-hmm. He's from Chicago, so he would have the Chicago connection with Gates. And uh, he wasn't terrible last year. Um, I think he scored eight points per game and uh, shot... 36% from three. Yeah, I kind of feel like of the, I don't know. I would I would have been completely fine with him sticking around. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge loss, but yeah, I, I thought he would have probably been here next year. And that makes me kind of think that, I mean, we kind of already thought that anybody was a candidate to leave, but that the transfers from last offseason were less likely. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll most likely get a waiver from the NCAA to be eligible immediately, but just you know, having a hoop to jump through and considering if I'm in Gates position, I'm probably not wanting to force everybody out. Um, I thought maybe those four would stick around. And of those four, I thought Gordon would be most likely to stay. So now this really makes me think, yeah, everybody's on the table. Yeah. Um, Full rebuild. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that Kobe Brown has not entered the portal. Yeah. Um, I, thought that maybe at least he would just see what's out there mm-hmm. um i don't know i feel like that's what i would do in that situation but i don't know it seems like maybe he's just gonna stick around which that would, would be, be fine that would be great and uh plenty of time left though that's true yeah long off season uh yeah he would technically have two years of eligibility mm-hmm. with covid year so. something to build around maybe uh Another somebody to build around is a new player that's committed to the Missouri Tigers, and that is Mohamed Diara, JUCO player. Uh, some service of services have him as the number one JUCO player in the country. Mm-hmm. 6'10". Um, I watched quite a few of his highlight tapes. I'm pretty impressed, and I'm, I feel like this is a pretty good get for yeah. Mizzou. And I, I said this in the Discord, but I feel like if the tape that I've been watching from his juco uh games if that was like high school senior 
tape, mm-hmm. I feel like this would be a lot more exciting. And I don't know how different it is watching a guy dominate dominate the JUCO ranks versus dominate some levels of high school basketball as a senior. It doesn't seem that different to me. And he was definitely dominant. Um, I can't remember his stats, but he was like averaging a, a solid double-double. Mm-hmm. And he can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, and he described himself as more of like a stretch five, stretch, stretch the floor, post player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is honestly the Brazil replacement. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a similar body style, a versatile guy who can score and rebound. I think yeah, it was like he averaged seventeen and twelve. I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, th- I think the JUCO aspect of it is a little questionable. Um, you know, there is definitely some really talented players in juco i think it can be a little hit or miss sometimes but those are older guys he's playing against than than high school obviously you know those are you know 18 to 20 year old guys that he's playing against and um i mean we ricardo ratliff was a juco player um if you remember back to the 2011 2012 season um also keanu post was a very high highly ranked juco player who didn't really develop either so you know it's a it's hit or miss but you know i think this is a really good get yeah he looks like a really high motor player like just running up and down the floor all game long uh he was kind of like handling the ball a little bit on fast breaks making good passes finishing at the rim uh looks like a really good rebounder so um i i watched or I read a couple interviews and uh, just like scouts talking about him, and they definitely said he needs to develop his post game more, mm-hmm. and that he'll probably get pushed around a little bit early in the SEC. But um, he, like I said, he sees himself as more of a stretch big. So um, if he can open things up for yeah. for like a Kobe Brown, um, I could see those two, you know, working well together. Yeah, definitely. I think he's got three years of eligibility left. I, three sounds right to me. Three years to play. Three years to play four, maybe. Or excuse, yeah, four years to play three. Right. So yeah, yeah, three playing years left. Yeah, yeah. Um. Another Mizzou commit uh, from the transfer ranks is DeAndre Golston, committing from Milwaukee, and uh, less exciting commit. And it sounds like. Uh, Gates was recruiting him to transfer to Cleveland State before taking the Mizzou job. Mm-hmm. And so that's questionable. And I would don't fault anybody for like kind of scratching your head at that and being like, okay, is this a guy we really want at Mizzou? But I don't know. Got to fill some holes. Yeah. When you're basically completely turning the roster over in one off season, you're going to have a little bit of this. Yeah. And He's got one year of eligibility. Yeah. So just... I'll take the experience. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, he was averaging, between the last two seasons, he was averaging 15, 16 points um, in, like, Horizon League. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, one of their better players, um, it, they were a really bad team. I mean, like, this past year they were 335th in Kempom, which is pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, and he was relied on more than I think anybody would like because they have uh, they had Patrick Baldwin Jr., who was a top 10 player who wanted to play with his dad or play under his dad for one season in college before going pro. But that didn't work out because he was injured all year. And then Golston was kind of like next man up to Mm -hmm. take on a lot of that. He Uh, didn't shoot particularly well from three. Was it like low 30s? Yes. uh, Two years ago, he shot 
123 attempts, but this past year only 33% on 170 attempts. So not terrible. Yeah, not awful, but um, if he can get back to like 37%, then... Yeah, maybe if he's not the guy that everybody's right. devoting all the attention to. Yeah, and I didn't watch him play very much, so I don't know if he was... Uh, if he's more naturally like a spot up guy and he was being asked to handle the ball more and create for himself. Uh, that's usually the case in those situations where a guy can make shots, but he's not good at getting his own shot. That's kind of rare in college to have a guy that can just Mm -hmm. manufacture offense like that. Um, but yeah, welcome aboard. And he's got one year left. Um, we're going to need some depth and again, the transfers out of the program aren't over. So we're going to get more guys in. Um, so, so far, I mean, I feel like we're still net negative uh, with the departures. Getting Aiden Shaw back in the mix, getting him to recommit to Mizzou would get us closer to even, I think. Mm-hmm. Which they, it's been confirmed that they've had some communication. I think they're going to meet in person uh, in the next week or so. So. I think Aiden Shaw said that he has about seven schools in the mix, which I would definitely think Iowa and Oklahoma State are going to be players there for sure. But I think Missouri's got a good shot. Yeah. Some Iowa fans were pretty excited when he um, asked out of his letter of intent. They, I think there's some buzz around the Iowa program that think that they're definitely in the mix for him. Uh, let's see here. So still desperately need a point guard. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we did have one on campus recently taking a visit, another JUCO player named Sean East, and he did previously play for a D- Division One program, and then he transferred down a level to the JUCO ranks for Logan, what, what are they called? Logan A College or something like that. Sounds right. It's where uh, Jalen Suggs played, I believe. No. I'm getting them mixed up. Mario McKinney was there for a year before he went to uh, New Mexico State. Mm. And he played alongside a player who went to the NBA. I can't remember. John A. Logan mm. College. I'm, I'm pretty sure Missouri has had communication with guys in the past from there in the Kim Anderson era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Sean East looks like a player I definitely want to have on this team. Mm-hmm. Um kind of a do-it-all point guard yeah and he is considered uh, like some places have him ahead of uh mo diara in the juco rankings so he's right up there at the top of the juco class i would definitely take him and that would be a really big step in making me feel like next year's team could you know it would raise the floor of next year's team tremendously getting a guy like him what about um a point guard in xavier pinson i'll take him there's been some back and forth on twitter um do we do we want pinson back i think overwhelmingly i've seen support for him returning to columbia Mm -hmm. and i'm right there with with everybody i think there's some serious smoke he, like with that happening he posted a instagram story saying that he's seriously considering it and um reportedly they were supposed to talk on the phone here in the last few days i don't know if that actually happened but kanta's gone man like yeah. that was his problem with missouri that was that was the 
that was the issue and you know we we saw him wearing the puffy coat with the missouri logo um in an instagram picture like fairly recently which is now deleted by the way i'm pretty sure yeah it was deleted before i mean i think it was deleted a little while back yeah but um i legitimately think xavier pinton liked his time at missouri for the most part and uh, I would not be surprised at all if he came back for one more year. That would be wild. Yeah. But I would, I would welcome be, it. That would be fun. That would be exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's not going to lead this team to, you know, he's not going to be the leader of a team that makes a deep run in March probably. I would love for him to come to, back to Mizzou and prove me wrong. But um, I don't know. I think look at, okay, you're going to be watching some Final Four games pretty soon. Look at how many ball handlers are on the floor at the same time. And then remember back to this past season for the Missouri Tigers and how there were zero ball handlers on the floor all the time. <laughs> so having bringing in multiple uh, quote-unquote point guards mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. Yeah. You should. I, I'm still convinced, even in the era of positionless basketball and guarding multiple positions, you should be recruiting multiple point guards every single offseason. Mm-hmm. Like bring in a transfer, bring in a grad transfer, plus a freshman. You know, th- that needs to be happening every single year. It, there's nothing wrong with playing two point guards at the same time. So, yeah, a combination of like Sean East and Xavier Pinson would be terrific. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> um,. There is another name to keep an eye on. Uh, we talked about some transfer prospects last week. Uh, a lot of those names are still uncommitted and out there. Uh, a new one is Tanner Holden from Wright State. So, again, a Horizon League guy, but he was probably the best player on the best team in the Horizon League. Mm-hmm. Average like t- over 20 a game. Yeah. So he is an offensive threat that would come in, and, and he, he's a guard who would be he could, he's going to be able to go wherever he wants, I think. But uh, I don't know. We, you don't want to reload Mizzou with entirely Juco and Horizon League players. Yeah. But uh, that's where the connection is right yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of those connections, um, we are hoping to hear some connections to some assistant coaches soon. Yeah. There haven't been any hired. And Coach Gates was asked about that on like a st louis area radio show recently and he basically said we're working on it but right now i'm paraphrasing obviously but he kind of said like we're focused on getting some players into the program right now and he said that his phone has been blowing up with guys that want to be on his staff yeah so that's good to hear but it could be i mean i feel like there's a reason that um he hasn't announced anybody i feel like there's a reason that people haven't been hired and i think this is me just guessing but i feel like he has some names in mind and he's gonna try to swing for the fences a little bit and he's gonna make those guys say no before he yeah uh, i'm sure there has been some of that already yeah but yeah i mean it's great to hear that there's a lot of interest in the job and sounds like they're really taking their time making sure they get the right guys um a name i like uh, for a potential assistant coach is Nick Irvin um, from Chicago and he has uh, very close ties to an AAU program out of Chicago the uh, Mac Irvin Fire same name sake so uh, 
He's currently an assistant with the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Um, so, I mean, you don't want to put all of your eggs in the Chicago basket, I feel like, if you're Coach Gates when you're assembling this staff. But uh, that's a name to keep an eye on, I think. And then another name that is intriguing, and it might seem a little far-fetched, but just hear me out, is Pat Baldwin Sr., uh, he formerly was the head coach at University of uh, uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee and uh, where DeAndre Golston is coming from. And as I previously mentioned, Patrick Baldwin Jr. stayed to play for his dad, uh, but then his dad was fired this offseason after five pretty mediocre to terrible seasons with Milwaukee. But maybe that's because he just... Uh, he better off as an assistant coach and he could probably be an assistant coach at Mizzou especially if he decided if Patrick Baldwin Jr. decided to come along and be the starting small forward for the Missouri Tigers you ready to play that game again huh oh, hire the, Absolute, that hire is the, the dad game. bring the son game that is the game as that's far as game. I'm concerned that's fine I, I mean yeah I mean he got hurt this year but he was still averaging like 12 points a game or something like that I think before he got hurt yeah I mean he was he was the number eight player in his senior class, five-star player. Uh, he was considered a Duke lean before deciding to play for his dad. Um, if he, he, he could still go pro, but I think he's considered like, I've seen mock drafts with him anywhere from like 14th, which I think that's where Michael Porter Jr. was drafted. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, 14th all the way to like 26th. And so first round. Yeah. But if he... Um, you know, played another year of college and you know lit it up, then he would be potentially a top five pick next year. Yeah. So, and uh, I feel like him playing in eleven games actually hurt him more than like if you're trying to compare it to MPJ. The fact that Mike barely played actually helped him, I think. Yeah. Because if you're trying to play through injury and you're just not making shots and you just kind of look bad generally, then that's going to hurt your draft stock more than not playing at all. But uh, that's something to that's something to watch out I for. Think that's a legitimate um, thing that could happen. Yeah, Baldwin and Gates coached against each other for the last three years, so they're going to be very familiar. And uh, Baldwin Jr. did have a Mizzou offer out of high school, pretty insignificant at the time, but uh, there's a little bit of a connection there potentially. So, yeah, I mean, w w what do you think? It, it, or let us know in the comments, especially if you uh, don't think it's a good idea to hire an assistant because their son is a really good basketball player. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why Pat Baldwin Sr. had the head coaching job at Milwaukee in the first place. And, uh, I mean, he, he's a longtime assistant. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, I would say even, I was someone who said during the Michael Porter Sr. situation, like, whatever he's an assistant basketball coach like that's what he's done he's yeah. been a basketball coach what do you what more do you want from him mm -hmm. i feel even more strongly about that yeah. with i think this would be a better hire yeah. <clears throat> on the individual level and obviously i mean with with the with the porter situation i mean i guess you always ran the risk of you know what what happens when the porters are gone um but that's somebody else's problem to figure out not right. mine yeah um yeah i'd be for it yeah and i don't think uh i would guess anyway that coach gates doesn't go down this path if it's legitimately a one-year assistant coach right 
So I would think that it would be a better combination of we're getting a solid player for a year and a good assistant for the future. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit surprised we haven't heard a little bit more but more uh, assistant coach buzz, but you know, he's a, he's a busy man right now. He's a one-man wrecking crew trying to bit rebuild an entire roster and he's got a couple guys obviously, but uh, he has his work cut out for him right now and there's there's a lot to do and a lot is riding on it um, if we're being perfectly honest. So, but I would expect I don't know. Do you think he's got an assistant hire by next week when we're talking next time? I, I would, hope so. I don't think I'd be super shocked either way, but yeah. they're really taking their time. That I seems guess. about like the right time frame. Yeah. Um, this is kind of random, but I did want to mention uh, Adam Miller. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Uh, it's worth noting. He is in the transfer portal. Um, he's from Chicago. Originally started his career at Illinois, then transferred to LSU, got hurt, didn't play last year. So he's on the market. There's obviously a Chicago connection between him and Coach Gates. I think there's a decent chance. Uh, I mean, I think Mizzou will be considered at yeah. least. Oh, yeah. I think they have been conferred to, confirmed to reach out to him as well. So they, they've been in contact. Um, a little package deal with Xavier Penson. A little LSU package deal. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah, the Chicago connection is there yeah. with Penson as well. Yeah. he got a Chicago connection with everybody. Everybody from Chicago. Yeah. You really um, think that just because they lived in the same place, like at the same, you know, they, they've both lived in Chicago, that means they have a connection? Well, it's deeper than that, Kyle. <laughs> You're also basketball players. Well, I used to love Trayvon Brazil because he was from Springfield. We should have blocked his ability to transfer to Arkansas. Yeah. What happened to those days? Those were the glory days, I think. <laughs> those were the good old days, right? When, uh, when uh, Jonathan Williams transferred from Mizzou, we were like, you can't transfer to anybody in our conference and you cannot transfer to anybody on that we are currently scheduled to play in the future. Yeah. And nobody like complained. It was just totally normal. And then he just goes to Gonzaga and that was like the best place ever. Go, goes to, I think they him. went to a national championship. They at least went to the final four. Yeah. And I'm just saying we should have done that. We should have just shipped him out to Gonzaga. I, that would have been much better. And yeah. he, he seems like a good fit for Gonzaga too. Replace Chad Holmgren. Yeah. Yeah, they got to reload with some big men. Yeah, but they don't have Eric Musselman. It's, it's not. He too, takes his shirt off when they win. It's not too late. It's not too late. You can still go to Gonzaga instead of Arkansas or Missouri. No, <laughs> I'm over that. Oh yeah, we don't want him. <laughs> go to go to Washington. It's not like he like some people were like, oh, he's the number one priority this offseason. Keep Trevin Brazil. No. Nah. Surely, that was an overreaction, right? What would you have said yesterday? Uh, I would say maybe that's like fifth or sixth on the priorities. Oh, okay. For this offseason, what was more important, keeping Aiden Shaw or uh, Trayvon Brazil? You want my real answer? Yeah. Uh, since Brazil is a known quantity at the college quantity, level, yes, Qual- quality and quantity. commodity, all three. <laughs> since he was known. Uh, yeah, that would have been more important. Yeah. But I, that ship has sailed. So now, Aiden Shaw, welcome to the number one spot on the priority list. Is he the number one spot right now? Yeah. The, the, Get a point guard? Point guard, yeah. Any point guard and then Aiden Shaw. Yeah. Once we sign a point guard, signing another point guard will still be like number two <laughs> on the priority list. Yeah. How do we go last all of last season without one? I don't know. 
Caleb um, Brown, dude. I hope he sticks around, honestly. Um, let's see. That's about it, probably. There's going to be more roster movement. Yep. Strap in. There's so many transfer names to keep track of. I'm pretty sure last offseason there was literally like 1,200 names in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. It is only beginning. Yeah, it's just it's tough to sift through it all right now because, you know, Missouri's been attached to probably 20-plus names, but all of those names are like, <clears throat> you know, they're hearing from half of Power 5 schools out there. So it's just tough to, to really know who Missouri has a shot at right now other than a few of the names we talked about. And they've probably all been hearing from Arkansas since, like, December. So. <laughs> yeah, Musselman's been on them for half yeah. a year already tampering for months. He, like, somehow knows everybody that might transfer. Yeah. And he just, like, starts talking to them. Yeah, he's got that spidey sense. Hypothetically, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would never cheat. No, no, no. Um, He does take a shirt off, though. You did mention that. Mm. That That's attractive to potential players, I think. Well, like he's a good-looking guy? or No, no, no. More like you want your coach to do that. <laughs> do you? I don't know. I'm a, little, I'm a little torn on it. Okay, let me ask you something real quick. Who would you rather have as the starting point guard for Missouri Tigers next year? Sean East or Xavier Penson? Ju- if we're, are you we can ju- only get one of them. Are we just looking at next year? Yeah. Give me Penson. Okay, interesting. Penson could- I don't know enough about East yet. Was this Penson's real senior year this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. So yeah, this will be his fake senior year next yeah. year. Yeah. What, fraudulent. Would Adam Miller play point or is he off guard? Uh, off. Yeah. So you want all three of them, ideally. Yeah. Give me all three. So starting five. Don't, don't make Adam Miller do anything. Just stand and shoot. Just, yeah. Yeah. Don't want him to get hurt. And yeah, that's what he does best. Yep. Just protect the ACL. So give me let me... Let me this is the starting five. We've got Penson and Adam Miller, your starting guards. You got Sean East coming off the bench. He would, that's probably never going to happen. Um, <laughs> so let's say we only get one of them. You got I think Penson. Adam Miller might be a three. So you're starting all three of them? Potentially. Okay, you might be a little undersized at three, but we'll take it. Mm-hmm. You got East, Penson, Miller, Kobe Brown, Mo Diara. Mo Cox. Yeah, <laughs> not quite. Yes, um, that's your starting five. What's the, what's the floor for that team? What's the ceiling for that team? Oh gosh, um, did we keep like Boogie and um, Ronnie DeGray? Yeah, yeah, and uh, we we few other and names. Aiden Shaw's back in the mix. Okay, I'll say the floor is <clears throat> twelve wins. Okay, ceiling regular season wins. Yeah, give me twenty-two. Okay. I would say maybe like 20, 20 to 22 range. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably bump the floor up a little bit to like 14. I feel like that team should be able to go 500. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. For reference, we won 10 games this year. Yeah. So. And five conference games. I thought like, uh, when you look and see like five conference wins, that's like really bad, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh wow. That's like, you know, a new that's like a low point historically for Missouri basketball. Yeah. And then you remember and then you look back and see two conference wins, three conference wins, three conference wins. Yeah. Like I felt fortunate to have five conference wins this yeah. year. Way yeah. to upset somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Kim Anderson teams won two, three, and three conference games. 
didn't win a true road game in three seasons. Yeah, sorry, don't I don't know who that is. Oh man, we are in like a decade long rut. What's the deal? I don't know, man. We went to the NCAA tournament twice, and yet, but it doesn't feel like no good. No, it feels like we've been in a dark time. Even though those we had some really fun, like maybe like half of last season, like. I guess two seasons ago now. Yeah. When Drew was Smith, incredible. Xavier Benson. Yeah. It was Tillman super, senior year. Super really fun. fun for the first half of the year. And then I don't know what happened. And nothing good has happened ever since. Yeah. That's so bizarre. To have like these highs and lows on, in like such a short amount of time is pretty weird. I can't explain it. Well, you like drink though, right? Yeah. It's kind of quiet time for football right now. Yeah. But. There, there will be time to talk about football all mm. summer long. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a lot more transfers. There's hope. There's hope for Mizzou basketball on the horizon, I think. Horizon League. Yeah, got to be patient. Horizon League. <laughs> man, Mizzou would be great in the Horizon League, right? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Last year's team in the Horizon League <laughs> probably finishes third or fourth in the conference. Still worse than Wright State. Yeah. yeah. And Cleveland State. Probably. Uh no, the Ken Palm would disagree with me there. Yeah, but um, that it. All right. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the ten dollar level and above: Britt Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Lewis Hernandez, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel. They would, they're gonna be mad if we don't talk about. Uh, they're they're probably the only ones still listening, so. They're going to be mad if we don't talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. <laughs> because the Discord went crazy Yeah, when that happened. Oh, it was popping. And uh, we literally talked about the fact that like we wanted to keep you from seeing the news <laughs> so that we could like talk about it on the show. Yeah, but, my, my phone I, my phone died like right before it happened. And I was just like out of commission for like an hour and the whole world burned while I was gone. And literally, it's been that was like three days ago or something. Yeah. That's all anybody has been talking about. Oh, my about. God. Like... I'm so over it. Every like every meme, every tweet, every and, single and thing. everybody who has ever uh, touched a microphone has commented on it. You know, yeah. and so everybody it, has to get their take on it, yes, including us now. Yes, apparently, yes. <laughs> now normally I would say it's been too long. We don't need to talk about this, and we still don't. But uh, Tyler and Tim and Tristan and all of them, they didn't get to hear your thoughts in the Discord the other night. So it's wild. Yeah. I probably I didn't even know the Oscars, right? I didn't even know the yeah. Oscars were happening. No, me neither. And uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to. Uh, say... Producer Cameron was the one that like clued us into the whole thing. He started it. It was so strange because I was like playing my Switch on on the couch and it was on TV. You and, saw it live. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> it was just like the strangest thing. I was like, what is happening? thought it was staged at first like that's a, what people thought yeah it's like a glitch in the matrix where like you know this thing that you know you see like award shows and stuff just like, yeah you know how everything's supposed to go well and they're already like kind of like awkward and stuff anyway so i thought right. maybe it was like a bit or something and then when the camera cut back to him and they like cut the sound for a while yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. what is happening like and this long pause where he's just like trekking out to chris mm-hmm. rock oh, yeah. he's like a half a mile away from him so doesn't just, know what's about to happen yeah he's yeah. like yeah, it was the strangest thing. I was like, I just happened to look up when like Chris Rock was like doing his bit, and then yeah. I was like, it was just weird. That, I mean, he on? just he decided to just go like open palms slap. 
Yeah, so I was pretty convinced that it was like staged or something because he didn't hit him very hard. Yeah, and it just looked like well, and the way like Chris Rock, like it was almost like it looked like an actor on actor fight, like yes. in a movie, where looked it's like a like, stage fight. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I guess that makes sense because they're actors. Yeah, but still, it's... and I was watching, uh, you know, John Boy who does like <laughs> yeah. the sports recap thing, like breakdown videos, and uh, he did a breakdown of it, and he was like, "This looks like." Will Smith was showed how to slap someone like for a movie mm-hmm. and this is how he did it in real life yeah when I watched that and he said that I was like that's exactly what it looks yes. like and that's why I thought it was fake for so long <laughs> yeah. so like that doesn't look like a real slap or punch or anything like what was that and then yeah him yelling afterwards like uh, eventually like shortly after that like a unedited version mm-hmm. of the events from like yeah. Australian TV or <laughs> yeah. Japanese TV came out <laughs> same thing and he's just like screaming and uh well, it's yeah. funny because you like the crowd too and if you like pay attention to the crowd in it it's like when he walks up and slaps him i think everyone thinks it's fake because people are like laughing yeah and then when will starts like yelling at him everyone's just like chuckling and then they're like oh wait yeah this is like oh wow this is actually comfy. right kind of getting out of hand <laughs> and, and chris rock is like uh it was a gi jane joke and then <laughs> yeah. he like yells at him some more yeah he's and, like okay uh, okay yeah that was definitely like I don't know. He was, was like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Yeah. some choice words in there. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, Chris Rock was like, I will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> what a, like, that's such a weird thing to say. That I'm is just like to. so obviously not planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So bizarre. Just a little too weird. Yeah. I feel like, and, and you know, that's like, it's been made a point that like Will is like laughing at first. Oh, yeah. And then they cut back to Chris Rock and then. He's marching up there like something in between there yeah i think there I was know. probably a look given mm-hmm. and uh and that's i don't i don't know a little bit of a hot take this is my take <laughs> i think there was a little bit of acting by will smith you want to do a whole like psychoanalysis here or i mean i'm just trying to say <clears throat> i think he didn't think it was that big of a deal mm-hmm. and then he felt like he needed to do something about it. He needed to be taking this way more seriously. And then what do you do? You've already laughed. Right. And then what do you do? You have to make a statement. And I feel like he was feeling some things <laughs> yeah. and he didn't know what to do. And then he felt possessed to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Literally possessed. Yes. He's like, okay. Something came what, over him. What yes. can I do? I'm going to walk up here. I don't want to punch him. Yeah. I guess I'll slap him. Yeah, he just sits back down after, and then wins the uh, wins an oh Oscar later. Yeah. Yeah. He wins, an and then he makes a speech. That's yeah. so yeah. I don't know. So we don't need like to an, get into all that. an agent of love. Pretty awkward yeah. speech, given yeah what had just happened. <laughs> and then I saw a video of him later that night, like partying. Yeah, to Miami. Huh, it's, it's a good, good song. song. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tyler, Tim, anybody else that might be listening, there you go. That's, that's what we think. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We're on Twitter, at Missouri Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our t-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. We could clip that out and then like do like uh, Missouri Sports Podcast reacts to <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week. We will Smith to see you next week.